All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Bag milk. Let's go, baby. Ceases. Ceases. Hello, Ceases. Ceases. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. Ceases. And that's where we're going to turn down the intro. Anton Lander. Fucking Anton Lander. You didn't get a contract today. You didn't get a contract today, Anton Lander. You had your chance. And that's where we're going to turn down the intro. Brand new episode of Better Late Than Never coming in. Thank you, Surveyor Brett, as always, for the intro. We're just going to get started on what was a very, very busy day, both at Oilers Nation for the Edmonton Oilers and just in general around the NHL. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. I got some of your thoughts on how today went for the Edmonton Oilers. I also asked you, what is your favorite and least favorite free agency pickups for the Oilers over the years? I'm sure there's plenty of them. First, I'm going to tell you a little call to action here. Head on over to the audiodepartment.ca. They're the title sponsor of the podcast. Check them out. Book time. You want to record a podcast that sounds as excellent as mine? Well, you don't have to buy a bunch of studio equipment just for your house. Oh, no, no. You go to the audiodepartment.ca. You book some time right there. You book it right there. The audio department, of course, works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. 
going to start off the podcast here by saying, welcome. Free agency day, number one. Oilers had a hell of a day today. They had a hell of a day. You guys were flooding the website, OilersNation.com. Today was a, because of you, a single day traffic record. If you listened to me the other day on Real Life, a couple of days ago, after the draft, day two to be specific, we set a traffic record the other day. Today, we broke it, smashed it. In fact, it is 6.22 as I'm recording today's podcast, and there is still plenty of time left to go, plenty of pages left to go, so I'm just going to say thank you. I just really, really want to say thank you. Thank you! For coming to the website, reading the stuff, supporting us. The other call to action I want you to do? Like and subscribe the podcast and tell a friend about it. I'm going to wait here until you've done it, okay? I'm waiting. Did you do it? Okay, great. Excellent. Excellent. Because I want this to grow. This podcast is growing very well. We had a really good week last week with the really action episodes based on the feedback, based on the downloads and and streams. You guys like the reaction podcast. So today's a Wednesday, just kind of the regularly scheduled program. But we'll see what happens as free agency goes along. I'll be sure to jump in with some more reaction episodes to things as the Oilers get them done. I think it worked out well. If you haven't listened to those, go back and check out the Cassian and Keith reaction episodes. Two bonus episodes in a single day. What the fuck? This is what you call a callback. I'm learning here. I'm trying to improve the podcast craft. I'm trying to improve. That's what the audio department wants me to do. They want me, they say, bag milk, you go out and get better. You go out and get better. But we wasted enough time. Let's get to the news. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram, or just on the World Wide Web, ArcadiaYeg.com. Got it? Of course you do. As I mentioned, off the jump today was free agency day in the NHL. It started for the Oilers actually last night. Evander Kane re-signed four years at with an annual average value of $5.125 million. You may say, bag milk? Where have I heard that number before? Well, my friends, that's the exact same cap hit as Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the one he signed last year. I It was honestly, so it happened last night about midnight. I was in bed, full disclosure. I went to bed early last night. I was like, I got a busy day tomorrow, so let's get after it. So I went to bed, wake up in the morning. There you go. Evander Kane re-signed with the Edmonton Oilers. I was stunned. The rumor was that he was looking for seven by seven. So seven years by $7 million to match what he signed originally in San Jose. He didn't come anywhere close to that. Four years at 5.125, said he believed in the Oilers, took a discount to sign here so that they could sign other pieces to keep the ball rolling here in Edmonton, and I was stunned. Great deal for the Oilers. And as more contracts got signed throughout the day, specifically this morning, uh, I just I couldn't help but think that it just got better and better. It just got better and better for the Oilers. So Evander Kane, 4 by 5 one, two, five. And then as things kind of came up this morning, like Claude Giroux, four years older, he signed for $6.5 million in Ottawa. How will that one age? Uh, there was also Vincent Trocheck, a massive deal, seven years at five six two five with the Rangers. There is Nichushkin. He signed a monster deal in Colorado after winning the cup. He makes over six. 
So there were some deta- uh, some deals handed out today that I just I was like, wow. Mikhailov in Vancouver. I thought that one was a little bit more expensive than I would have expected. Andreas Athanasiu, one year, $3 million. A former friend signs in Chicago. That one was surprising to me. Curtis Lazar. I'm just happy to see him in, former Royal King. I'm looking, of course, through the free agency tracker over at dailyfaceoff.com. I hope you guys watched the Daily Faceoff free agency, free agency show today. It was fun. I liked watching Tyler host. I thought he did a great job. Frank Saravalli, it's always fun to see him on the insider camera. It's a great time. So last night, as I mentioned, Vander Kane, first thing this morning, Jack Campbell signed a 5 by 5 The thing that I like about the Jack Campbell contract is the way it was structured, honestly. The way it was structured is very, very, uh, it covers your bet, I guess, if that was, if you were to say it. So looking at it right now, it's kind of front-loaded a little bit. It's a little bit front-loaded so that there's bonuses attached to the first couple of seasons, but by the end of the contract, if the Oilers, say, wanted to buy it out, say that bet just doesn't go well, they have options there. So I think Ken Holland did some really good work, not just on the Evander Kane contract, but on the Jack Campbell contract. I know that some people aren't overly pumped on Jack Campbell being the new starter for the Edmonton Oilers, but I am. I look at it as an upgrade over what we had before. And that's not a shot at Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith. In fact, I thought both of those in small doses played very well. Miko Koskinen, we all knew it. The thing is, if he played too much, his play started to suffer. And that was the problem with the Oilers. They just ended up playing too much. Why did that happen? Because Mike Smith was always hurt. When Mike Smith was healthy and actually in a rhythm, he was really good. But when was he in a rhythm? Not often enough. And again, it's just because he's, a, he's an older guy, man. He's 40. Body breaks down. That's shit, man. That's life. And I'm looking at uh, what Jack Campbell did. I know the others, the Leafs got bumped out in the first round of the playoffs, but that was not Jack Campbell's fault. In the playoffs, despite finishing with an 897, he had a shutout mixed in there. He had some very good games. His career in the playoffs is 915. So if you're looking at it as Jack Campbell's coming in, I don't want to get bumped out in the first round like the Leafs always do. He was not the problem there. NHL career so far in 135 games played, 125 starts. He has got a 916 save percentage. And if you had told me that we were picking up a goalie with a 916 save percentage, I would have been absolutely pumped. More exciting, though, was what came shortly after. Brett Kulak, we heard yesterday, Zach Lang wrote about it at OilersNation.com, that he was going to go test free agency. He wanted to see what else was out there beyond what his hometown team could offer. Well, as we've learned sometimes throughout our lives and throughout the lessons in that life, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So I was pumped. Everybody at Nation HQ was super stoked to see Brett Kulak re-signed for a four-year, $2.75 million contract. The other day, Mark Spector tweeted it was going to be around 2.5 to 3. Well, right in the middle. Four years, 2.75, hometown kid stays. A lot of us were happy. If you haven't read Sid's analytical breakdown on Brett Kulak from a couple of weeks ago to OilersNation.com, go to the site, check out NHL Sid, and then read his piece on Kulak. You're going to, if you're into analytics, you're going to want to read that because he's got a lot of good in them. A lot of good in there, I should say. And if you're just an eyeball guy, How can he not like Brett Kulak? He was tough to play against. He's not the most physical defenseman by any means, but he can skate. He makes a nice first pass. He can defend. The Oilers' defense is better. It's better. And then when you think back to the trade deadline, it was like, oh, 
a second round pick for Brett Kulak. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, now that he's got a four year extension tacked on to the end of that, that deal. Hey, trade doesn't look so bad. Hometown kid stays for another tour of duty. I am super pumped on those three names specifically. Evander Kane, Jack Campbell, Brett Kulak. All signing new deals with the Edmonton Oilers. Both Kulak and Evander Kane opting to stay with the Oilers instead of going somewhere else. The really interesting one, going back to Kane here quickly, is how many other teams offered him money? Because to listen to him today on in his interviews... It just seemed like, hey, I took a discount to stay in Edmonton. I I believe in the team there. I believe in the boys in the room. I think we have a chance to win here. And Ken Holland, post kind of the bulk of the day, he did a presser as well. And he said in his year-end interviews, basically every player on the team says, you have to figure out a way to bring Evander Kane back. When your whole team wants a guy back at some point, what are you going to do? And if you can get him on a decent deal, for me, maybe a year too long on Evander Kane, but who gives a shit? 5.125? Come on. If he can keep his nose clean off the ice, if he can just stay out of the mess that has kind of followed him in Buffalo, Winnipeg, San Jose, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Speaking of Winnipeg, though, Evander Kane hasn't played for the Winnipeg Jets in seven years, by my math. I counted with my fingers. I used seven of them. And yet today on TSN, and then again in his press conference post-signing with the Oilers, he shit on Winnipeg all over the place. I don't know why he was being asked about Winnipeg specifically, but I guess every year that he was in Winnipeg, after they moved there from Atlanta, in the year-end interviews with the GM, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get out of here. So I just find that really funny that this came circling up again. I actually read an article by Ken Campbell at the Hockey News from December of 2015 where he was saying the same thing. And even in uh, when the Oilers media was talking to him, he's like, I don't know why this is coming up now. I've said it a bunch of times. He just did not want to be in Winnipeg. I've been in Winnipeg. I get it. Unless you've been to Mitzi's. If you know about the chicken tendies at Mitzi's, well, maybe you want to stay there. In other smaller deals, the Oilers also signed Greg McKegg to a two-way deal, and Colin Pickard, the goaltender. He played for Grand Rapids last year as the third behind Campbell and Skinner. Those two deals, I don't mind either of them, especially Greg McKegg, though. Worth noting, very, very important to note, that when he played in the Toronto system a while ago, he wore number 69. If he could please wear that when he comes to Edmonton, I think, you know, is it the smartest number to pick? No. But is it a nice one to pick? Of course. I love that. Greg McKegg, please wear 69. It would be hilarious. Uh, also, today, the Oilers were rumored to be in on the Connor Brown, on Connor Brown, I should say, from Ottawa. He got moved to Washington for a second round pick. I guess word on the street was he just, the Oilers couldn't get together a trade for a second round pick that they would have flipped to Ottawa for Connor Brown. Didn't happen. But. Though, the good news, at least from my perspective, that's one step closer to maintaining Yesapoli-Arvey's roster spot. Maybe he still goes, or maybe he doesn't. Right? Of course. Baba Bowie. The big news of the day, and I like I know this is an Oilers podcast, better late than never. We're talking Oilers, we're talking free agency, we're gooing over Kane, Campbell, and Kulak, but how could I not touch on what happened down the road in Calgary? The report was yesterday from Frank Saravalli 
that Johnny Gaudreau was offered an eight-year contract for about $10.5 million with the Calgary Flames. That is a fucking shitload of money. A shitload of money. And Frank, I know it's a lot of money, pal. One day we'll get there, but not today. He was offered a monster deal, and then he ultimately turned it down, telling Brad True Living that, listen, this is a family decision. I'm not coming back to Calgary. And if you're a Flames fan, obviously devastating. He's your star player, just came off a career year that saw him score 115 points. Not as many in the playoffs, especially in the second round. But 115 points, a career high by far. It was his best season, and now, now he's gone. So where did he go? You might ask yourself if you don't already know the news. Where did Johnny Gaudreau go? Did he sign with a contender? A surefire bet to win him a Stanley Cup in the next handful of seasons? Did he sign with his hometown New Jersey Devils because he said this was a family decision and he wanted to be closer? No. No, he didn't. In fact, what he did do, what he did do, was signed for seven years at $9.8 million in fucking Columbus? I don't get it. That is the sound coming out of Calgary today. Just groans and grunts because how does... I get it's a little... It's closer to his family in the sense that it's further out east than Calgary is, but I'm no geography teacher, but it's not exactly close. Was that a two-hour flight? I guess it's all right. Nine hours driving? According to Google Maps I'm looking at right now, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand the bright side. I guess if you're a Flames fan, you don't got to worry about the constant yearly talk and chatter about how Gaudreau disappears in the playoffs because he's just not going to make them. I don't get this move by Johnny Gaudreau at all. It's almost like, and I don't think this is what happened, but it's almost like if I didn't know better, I would thought that his agent told him that he was signing in Colorado and not Columbus. It's like, Johnny, we've got an offer from Col. Sign it. And you're like, oh, shit. Going to Columbus? What the fuck? What the fuck? I, I again, I just, I just, my mind is blown. Hold up. Wait a minute. It's just how I felt, you know? It's just how I felt. I was stunned. So now what happens with Matthew Kachuk in Calgary? Does he sign his qualifying offer one year and done and then he's bouncing do the flames just have to trade him do they try and overpay by a country mile to to get him to stay in calgary if you're matt kachuk all of a sudden the guy playing on the other side of you isn't going to be nearly as good as johnny gaudreau was either way it is an interesting decision to say the least for johnny gaudreau i don't have the answers i honestly feel bad for flames fans well, I mean a little bit, you know? I don't feel bad for them too much, but a little bit because, frankly, I work with some really nice Flames writers. Princey, thinking about you today, pal. Ryan Pike, you too. So, weird day, wild day in free agency. A lot going on. There is so much going on. Some of the other deals that kind of happened through here that I'm looking at, again, I'm looking at the free agent tracker over at dailyfaceoff.com. Um, Claude Drew, we talked about Robert Thomas. That was an eight year deal that got signed in St. Louis. That's a massive deal as well. Vincent Trocheck, we talked about Andrew Kopp went from Winnipeg to New York to Detroit. 
five years at 5625. Think about, again, the Evander Kane deal. I like Andrew Cobb. I think he's a fine player, but he makes 500 grand more than Evander Kane. Is he going to outscore Evander Kane next year? No, he will not, especially not in Detroit. Especially not in Detroit. Max Domi, he went from uh, Carolina to Chicago. He's kind of bouncing around a little bit, isn't he? Uh, Leafs lost a couple of players in Labushkin and Mikhailov. Mikhailov signed four years of $4.75 million in Vancouver. I thought that was a massive deal for Vancouver. And by massive, I, I don't mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in a good way. Frank Vetrano, he moved to Anaheim. Brett Kulak, love that. Darcy Kemper, he was the other big goaltender kind of on the market. He signed for five years at five and a quarter, went to Washington. So he was the other guy that the Oilers probably would have chased had it not been for Jack Campbell. Kemper, two years older though, mind you. Same term, a little bit more money. Mason Marchment, he was a guy that I would have loved to have. He was in Florida. He ended up in Dallas. Originally, it looked like it was going to be Carolina, but it ended up in Dallas. So there was a lot of movement going on. A lot of movement going on. Ben Sherratt going from Montreal to Florida to Detroit. Detroit's basically just signing everybody. Andre Burakovsky going from the Stanley Cup winning Colorado Avalanche to Seattle Kraken. Monster deal there too. Five years, 5.5. Again, making more than Evander Kane. A guy that I would have loved to see with the Oilers. David Perron. Who wouldn't have wanted a second round of DP? He goes from St. Louis to Detroit. Again, Detroit signing guys. Kubelik, Chicago to Detroit. They're signing guys. A lot of movement around the NHL today. A lot of movement around the NHL. The Oilers also, uh, worth noting, this came later in the day. Josh Archibald, fare thee well, sir. One year, 900K in Pittsburgh. At least you can play more games. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) One of the weirder trades, though, was... Vegas Golden Knights, we know that they were in cap trouble. They're just spending money like a drunken sailor. I don't think they understand that a salary cap is a thing that you can't go over, but they seem to anyway. So for the second straight offseason, they've traded one of their key acquisitions, this time Max Pacioretty. He went to Carolina for nothing. Future considerations, nothing. Pacioretty, they traded Suzuki, Tatar and a second to Montreal to get him. To get Tatar, they traded a first and a second, I believe. Maybe there's more picks in there. I don't remember exactly. I'm going off the dome here. But just what the fuck is going on in Vegas? They are so bad at getting the salary cap thing figured out. It makes me happy because they're in our division. I think they're going to be bad again this year. I think Vegas is going to be bad. I think Calgary's going to be bad. We'll have to wait and see, of course. I think the others still need some upgrades on defense. But we'll get there. There's still plenty of time. And quite frankly, with the way Ken Holland got shit done today on day one, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does going forward. And that's all we do for the news. Once again, the news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out. Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter. Brewing Co. Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Or just Arcadia Yegg. If you're a purist like me, you and the old interwebs. Get yourself some Whistling Pig. I talk about it every week, and I'm going to keep talking about it because it's delicious. Got it? Of course. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Caution. This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Since it's free agency, since there's plenty of player movement going around today from my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, a righteous sack beating is about one of those rules leading up to free agency. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as you, the customer, require. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get with the folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. So how does this lead into the righteous sack beating this week? Well... It's not that spicy or anything. I'm not all that mad, but it's just more of an annoyance. You know, it's more of an annoyance with the NHL that their rules really don't seem to matter at all. And what I'm talking about is free agency today was supposed to start at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That was the time at which you could go to the free agents and say, hey, Jack Campbell, I want to talk to you about a five-year, $5 million contract to play with the Edmonton Oilers. You can play with Connor McDavid. You could be reunited with your friend Zachary Hyman and Cody Ceci. They'd love to see you. They'd love to see you. Tyson Berry, too? Come on. I don't know if he was around with all those guys, but I'm assuming so. Anyway, 10 a.m. was when that's supposed to start. However, is that what happened? No, because at like 10.05, 10.04, 10.03, the Jack Campbell contract was announced. So what is the point of these rules that the NHL has in place that no one seems to follow? How is it that every insider on the planet, more or less, had Jack Campbell to Edmonton, five years, $5 million? What is the point of the NHL's rules when nobody follows them? Duncan Keith, he retired the other day. He had his retirement ceremony, brought up his boy looking sharp. They were talking about what it meant to him to play for as long as he did, his time in Edmonton. 
we didn't get that recapture bonus. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks got hit with the recapture penalty, but where was our $3 million bonus? Well, it doesn't work. Bill Daly said, oh, there's not going to be a recapture bonus. Nope, sorry, Oilers, you don't get that. Fuck you. Today, on free agency day, another one of their rules just doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It's like the NHL doesn't give two shits about the stuff that they argue with the players on a semi-regular basis. How many lockouts have we had? How many delayed starts have we had? How many times have we been threatened with lockouts because there's things in the CBA that they have to negotiate? And now I understand a lot of that is money, but then there's other parts of it like the free agency thing. Remember when there was the courting period for five days or whatever it was? We got rid of that. But then still, teams are making moves. The Washington Capitals traded their goalies and did not, and released Samsonov, ended up in Toronto, They traded their goalies knowing full well that Darcy Kemper was coming to sign with them when free agency opened today at 10 a.m. What is the point of this? If you're going to just have this happen and turn a blind eye to it, why don't you just say that when contracts are over, and I think it's like, what is it? June 30th or something when contracts are over? Fucking make it a free-for-all, man. Let's make some entertainment, which is what the NHL is. Let's make some entertainment out of this process. I want to know that the Oilers are talking to Jack Campbell. Let me hear it. Because if Frank Saravalli is telling me that the Oilers are talking to Jack Campbell, I guarantee that that's happening. So why are we pretending like it's not? What's the alternative? You've got Zach Hyman and Cody Cece calling Jack Campbell on Ken Holland's behalf. Be like, hey, Zach, I need you to call your buddy Jack Campbell and tell him, be like, hey, man, what would happen if the Oilers offered you a five by five? Would you take it? Would you be interested in that? Uh, no, this isn't a negotiation tactic. This is just a friend reaching out to another friend and we're just having a little chat about work. Cody CC calls him next. He's like, Hey, I signed in Edmonton last summer. We went to the Western conference finals. Did you see that? Well, I just happen to know that there's a goaltending opening and that they would be offering you five by five. I mean, not you, but a goaltender exactly like you. One that looks like you, one that smells like you, one whose nickname is soup even. They would offer a guy, a goaltender, if his name was Soup, they would offer him 5 by 5 Now, I'm not saying that you should sign that because Lord knows, Gord knows we can't sign those contracts until 10 a.m. on July 13th. That's a Wednesday. Today, it is not that date. But I'm just asking you in generalities. Would you be interested in a deal like that? Or not, a, not you specifically, but a guy like you. Would that guy be interested? Do away with the fucking charade. Nobody's buying it. This is all nonsense. And then you've got uh, people accusing, as an example, the Oilers. There was Leafs fans accusing the Oilers of tampering because, as I mentioned, every insider was talking about Campbell coming to Edmonton. They're like, oh, Edmonton should be charged with tampering. He's not a free agent yet. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. Based on the letter of the law, that should be true. But when nobody's doing it, what's the point? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Well, it just seems to me like everybody's cheating. Because the NHL, once again, doesn't give two shits about their rules. They write the rules, they make the rules, they don't enforce the rules. This league continues to be a joke all over the map for all kinds of different reasons. Now, does this bother me at all that agents are talking to players ahead of time? Not in the slightest. But what it does bother me is that we don't have an opportunity to turn it into entertainment, which is what this is. Just embrace the fact that everybody's doing this. 
give us an inside road on what happens. Let me hear it. I want to know that it was Zach Hyman that called Jack Campbell. I want to know that Connor was texting him being like, hey, bro, you should come back here. Evander Kane said he and Connor were talking all week about a potential reunion for next season. Kane admitted it. Now, he was still with the Oilers at the time, but are you telling me that players that train, play, whatever with Jack Campbell, have played with him, didn't reach out and be like, hey, man, where are you going? Let us in. Let us behind the scenes so that we can see it and we can have fun with it because that's what this is supposed to be. Let's add a little wrestling into this league. Let's hear it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me. And there you go. The righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operation units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. For more details on what they offer and the tools they can provide you, TrilogyRentals.ca. TrilogyRentals.ca. And there you go. I still want to hear from you on the Righteous Act beatings, by the way. Another call to action. A third one. A third call to action. Write me an RSB if you don't want to leave me a voicemail. You don't want me to hear your voice? I get that. I didn't want to hear myself on podcasts for years, and now I'm doing 10,000 of them a week. But I'll read one. I've got a bunch of feedback on how the Oilers did today. I'm going to read those once we get to the voicemail. You know? I think it'd be good for you to join in on the RSBs. I want to know what's annoying you about the NHL. I want to know what's annoying you about what's going on in this league, right? Of course. Oh, Reby Pirates. You're listening to the Barrel Eat the Never. For some reason, I've got a pirate thing in Northern Ireland accent. Sorry, yes. You might have heard me before. It's the donkey. Oh, me hearties. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. RigHandDistillery.com, that's where you'll find the tour and tasting coupon. I've been talking about this thing for months. You need to get on out to Nisku. You need to try this tour and tasting tour that they've got. That doesn't sound right. But either way, you know what I meant. The Tour and Tasty Coupon is right there on the website, RigHandDistillery.com. Head on out there, buy a bottle of Double Double or Brum or whatever you fancy because they've got it for you, and it is delicious. It is delicious stuff. We have got eight voicemails today, so let's get to them. No time to waste. Hello again. (laughs) It's me, the Queen. What I love about your podcast, Finji, is the absurdity and the longer interviews. What I hate is the lack of wine and cheese talk. Complete poppycock. Oh, and I hate the lack of nudity. Give well, Queenie know. some nakedness. Give Liam a kiss for me. Queen out. Couple of things. There has been no wine and cheese talk. I admit that. Although, the other day I went to Safeway. Safeway had a sale on cheese, so you know your boy stocked up. You know your boy did. Wine? I drank the Snoop Dogg 19 Crimes. Is that it? 19 Crimes? I feel like I'm fucking that up. Anyway, I drank the Snoop Dogg one on draft night. So your boy Bag Milk, I may not be talking about as much on the podcast, uh, your highness, but the queen, or the the queen, she left the voicemail. How, uh, how, how silly of me. The cheese and the wine are always, they're always a staple here. 
always a staple. Hey, Zach. Uh, this is Lisa Mass from Edmonton, Alberta, born and bred. I just wanted to say thank you for your time here as an oiler. Um, loved it when your eyes grew big. We knew you were ready to stir and cause crap that uh, nobody else could do like yourself. Wishing you the very, very best at uh, Arizona. Um, damn, going to miss you, guy. Oiler fan forever. Take care. At first, I was very confused about what was going on there. Uh, we just got a little farewell, farewell message to Zach Cassian. I'll take those. You want to say goodbye to your favorite Oilers? Leave me a voicemail. I'll play them. I guarantee those players are listening to this podcast. They're not, but they could be. They absolutely could be. So farewell to Zach Cassian. I agree. Once those eyes opened up, once the crazy eyes came alive, you knew something was going to happen. And as I mentioned in the reaction episode, Zach Cassian is a big reason that the Battle of Alberta turned back into the Battle of Alberta. We need to recognize that and appreciate that because he can't. He got it roaring back. Think of how great it was. The Cassian versus Kachuk, like beef feud, whatever you want to call it, over those few years. Awesome. Remember the turtle tea? After Matt Kachuk turtled on him, we sold a ton of those. Raised some money for charity while we were at it, too. So, Zach Cassian, I agree. All the best to you in Arizona, sir. Once an oiler, always an oiler. I look forward to when you come back this year. I want to see what the video looks like. After seven seasons with the Oilers, you deserve a video, my friend. Don't let anybody like Chalmers tell you otherwise. Hey, Bag Milk, Presto. Uh, I think Ken Holland did really, really well being patient with Kulak and Kane. Could have went the other way, but it didn't, so it makes him look like a genius. Still very, very concerned about the defense. Was really hoping to see early on a trade for Tyson Berry for a defensive defenseman. There's not a lot out there, but the rumor for Susie and Berry has been going on now for a while. Uh, I agree. Like, I think that the Oilers got a lot of good stuff done today. I'm happy with the work Ken Holland put in, but I'm with Presto. The, the defense still needs a little help because right now, like just just match it up in your head. And it doesn't necessarily have to be these D pairings, but just kind of match it up in your head. And like, tell me honestly if you think it's good enough. So you've got Daryl and you've got, uh, let's, let's do Bouchard. That's your top pairing. Let's just say that for, you know, whatever. Kulak, CeCe, there's two. And you're like, okay. So there's your top four. That's fine. Any combination of those, you're like, okay. And then Barry and Broberg right now, or Barry and Cuckoo, because Ryan Rashog said he's going to be back next year. That third pairing, I don't necessarily like. So if you can do what Presto says and flip a Barry for a Carson Susie, more of a defensive-minded guy, I think you'd probably be doing a service for yourself. But let's see what else Presto's got. I'd really like to see something of that nature happen. Or you trade him for a couple of draft picks to free up the cap space and sign defensemen. Um, I like Zadorov in Calgary and Susie in Seattle. It'd be really nice to get both. Then you could leave, you know, the younger guys still down in the AHL if they need them for injuries and let them stew a bit more. But overall, I think Ken Holland, I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10 just for being able to get done what was there and to be patient enough to get the two guys that we really needed back in Kulak and Kane. This is going to be an exciting long wait for the season to start with Soup and Net and the Kane back to see what a full season with our new coach, with Woody, will will be like. So go Oilers. Let's hope that he's not done, and let's hope that we see some defense come onto the, onto the team here. Have a great day, everyone. There's Presto. I agree with him 100%. I think that I don't think Ken Holland's done by any means. 
I do think that there's some upgrades to be had. I'm also really intrigued to see what he does with what's left in the money. You know, you got to sign Yamamoto. Does missing out on Connor Brown make it more likely that Puliarvi sticks around? I hope so. What about Ryan McLeod? Those guys need new contracts. I imagine they'll get done or maybe somebody gets moved. I don't know. But we'll see. I don't think Ken Holland is done by any means. I think that he's got a long ways to go. I think that there's a lot still left to do. And I'm looking forward to it. I think Presto is 100% right. 8 out of 10? I'd buy that. Let's go on Twitter. I asked people on Twitter, what did you think about how the Oilers did today? Zachary Lang said a Ken Holland masterclass. Lil Homie Simba says the Kane deal should be really good. Hopefully the internal issues don't arise here. Kulak was also a good signing. Jack Campbell should be great for us so long as he stays healthy and allows Stewart to grow. Hopefully we add a little bit more over the days, though. I agree with that 100%. So Jack Campbell, according to Ken Holland, the ideal scenario would be that he starts 50. Stewart Skinner gets the rest. Is that a good split? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, Adam says, Hey, I'm at work or I would leave a voicemail, but I absolutely loved today's Kane con. I absolutely love today's work. Kane's contract with Kulak with Campbell. As long as McLeod and Yamo are back next year, I'm happy. I still want Jesse back too, but it's not a deal breaker for me. That one's from Adam. Jason says so far, so good. We'll wait to see it out on any more changes. D and forward groups, but Kane, Campbell and Kulak chef's kiss. Elvis says, best offseason for Holland and maybe for the Oilers. No huge overpayments. And after Larson left, I PTSD hearing Kane and Cools were going to test the market as well. The fact that they both decided to return says a lot about the organization right now. Donkey Volley, our boy Donkey Volley says, long live the Hollands. Captain Felton, he's just got some fist pumps. Jason says, nice. Steve says, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Cherry says, fantabulous. Putting on the foils got a stepbrother's high five. Surveyor Brett says, fantastic. Uh, Agrippa Ferda says, just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. You know the you know the gif from Dumb and Dumber. Voicemail number four. Loving the soup pickup. I'm from uh, Toronto, an Oilers fan, and I just love how the Oilers are picking up all these Leafs that have been groomed and then thrown away and there's hitting their stride in Edmonton. I, I tweeted something very similar to that. It was like, they got polished. They got the rough edges in, they got rough edges on these players polished off in Toronto. Played in the heaviest, most intense market in Canada. They're used to the pressure of that. Coming to Edmonton, no problem. But their game got polished and rounded off in, in Toronto and then discarded. Zach Hyman, best year of his career last year. Made it further in the playoffs in year one with the Oilers than he ever did with the Leafs. Cody Ceci, same thing. Tyson Berry, same thing. Will it happen with Jack Campbell as well? At this point, at this stage, with this group, I'm betting on it. This is all I got to say. Love that. Love that. I hope this doesn't flag my podcast now because I do not own everybody dance now. I, I should own it, but I don't. Hey, Bag Milk. What's I up? think Holland killed it today. I love that Kane contract. I was so worried about how they would replace his production, and I think that contract is amazing value. I know he's got a history, but the fact it's only four years and it's structured in a way that can be traded or bought out negates any of those worries. And the thought that he could put up 30 
plus goals for just over five million. Great contract. Kulak contract, great. Uh, a little concerned about him possibly playing second pair minutes, but it is what it is. I think him and Barry worked together great, and I think that was a sign in the Oilers need to make, especially with Keith leaving. And as far as the Campbell contract, I'm a little stressed about it. I It's just the five years, five mil, but Holland really didn't have a choice and the Oilers needed a goalie. So I'm willing to give him a pass on that. And I still think Campbell can be a, a good goalie for the Oilers. Yeah, but overall, I just, I'm so excited for this offseason. I didn't think he did bad last year. I didn't hate his moves last year. I didn't think they were, some of them were great. But I mean, Hyman and Cece turned out well. But this year, I'm just, I just can't believe the Kulak and those and that Kane contract. I just, just a masterclass, just so well done. And I'm so excited for the next year. The sentiment amongst Oilers fans, there's, I, there's a lot of that today on both the website, OilersNation.com, on our socials, and just kind of everywhere. It's kind of everywhere. And I want to give some love to Eric Friesen. He tweeted out uh, this morning, the Oilers, a top five players, make oh, just over $3.2 million more than Toronto's top three players. So, Think about that for a sec. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Evander Kane combined in aggregate make only $3.2 million less than Tavares, Matthews, and Marner. Which group would you rather have? R5 or their three? I don't think it's a very difficult question. I really don't. You complain about the Darnell Nurse contract, but... What about when you like? What about if you're playing a little cap math here and you average that out with what Brett Kulak got today? All of a sudden, it's not so bad. All of a sudden, it's not so bad. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm hopeful. I didn't get a name on that last message, but I'm hopeful. I, I'm with you. I can't wait to get through this. What's left of the off season? We got a couple of months of being excitement, excited, drinking the Kool Aid. But October 12th, we're getting backed after it against the Vancouver Canucks, and I could not be more excited. How did the Oilers do day one of free agency? I would say they had a really, really solid day. Uh, getting Kane at four by, was it 5.1 or whatever? Like, low end of five. That's that's really great that Holland was able to keep that uh, AAV down. Um, I mean, I would have preferred three years, but all things considered, I will take four years over the whole, uh, what, six or seven he was asking for. Again, I, I mentioned that earlier. So maybe a year too long for me, I would have preferred a three-year term, but like ultimately, again, this was another contract that Ken Holland did a really good job on. Towards the back half of it, his no trade falls off. He's infinitely more tradable and buyoutable, if you want to put it that way. The way his contract is structured is he gets more juice up front but he's got to make it work. And I'm with you, friendly caller. When they were talking about 7x7, seven seven, I was like, oh my God, please don't do it. It's too long and it's too much. So to see where it came out, I'm super pumped. So can't complain there. I love the Kulak contract. I love that we have a tandem of soup and stew uh, in that. That's going to be very great, especially for all the memes. Those are going to be glorious. And I will say, Greg McCaig, number 69 for the Oilers. Nice. Yeah, he's got to wear it. He's got to wear a 69 for the Oilers. By the way, 
Soup and Stew, that came up from this podcast, by the way. That was a voicemail that from a couple of weeks ago. I need to go back and figure out who came out with Soup and Stew. So if you're listening to this right now and you're going, Bag Milk, I was me. It was me that came up with Soup and Stew. Can you please email me? Bagmilk at OilersNation.com. We launched a t-shirt based on Soup and Stew today at NationGear.ca. I want to give you one for free. I want to give you one because it's so funny. You're 100% right. So Soup and, Soup and Stew came up on Better Late Than Never. If you, If that's you... Or if you're listening to this right now and you know who that dude was that left the voicemail, reach out to him for me. Get him to hit me up. I've got a free shirt for you. Last voicemail for Rig Hand Distilleries. Hey, Big Milk. I got a question for you. I don't know the local media probably as well as you guys do. So who is this David Staples guy? (laughs) I mean, where do you start? I'm not really one of those dudes. I'm not going to get into it with the media, but... David Staples writes for the Cult of Hockey. I'll put that. I'll put it that way. I was just listening to the Cult of Hockey podcast because it was recommended to me, and he seems rather negative. He's talking about the, the whole the day today as if we don't win a cup. McDavid and Drysaddle are leaving in three to four years, whenever their contracts are up. But it's just like. Man, I think the team got better today, and I think the situation around the team is uh, in better spirits. I think we retained the players we wanted and got rid of the ones we didn't. And, you know, I think there's still a couple of small moves that they're trying to make, and I, I think the team's overall looking better than it did last year. And I just, I don't know, he just seems really odd about it. Is, is this gentleman always like this, <laughs> if you're allowed to comment on that? I, I don't know. It just, um, yeah, I appreciate your podcast positivity. That's, uh, that's, that's another small thing I should just throw at you. I just appreciate how you try to always look at the brighter side of this team when it even can get so bad at times. <laughs> uh, well, what I would say is, first of all, I'm not always positive. Uh, there's probably some episodes of this podcast in, I'm going to say, January, February, when the Oilers were really sucking the old hind banana, to quote Pat Quinn, uh, where I wasn't so positive. So I'm going to put that out in front. When the Oilers are bad, I get your boy Bag Milk gets good and mad. I get good and mad, and I'm ready to vent about it. That's kind of where the righteous sack beating came from originally back in 2008. Uh, as for David Staples, he's got takes. We've all got takes. Like I said, I'm not going to get into it too much. He writes for the cult of hockey over at the Edmonton journal. I love Bruce McCurdy. So if you don't like what David Staples has to offer, I recommend reading Bruce's stuff instead, or just keep it locked in at oilersnation.com. We've got some positive people and we've got some negative people, depending on which mood you're in that day. You know, the nice thing about the Oilers, the oil logosphere, if you will, is that there are so many differing and varying opinions out there that if there's a guy that you don't like, there's probably someone that registers with you a little bit more. So I appreciate you listening to this podcast. That's what I care about. And I recommend that you recommend this back to the friend that recommended the cult of hockey to you in the first place. How's that? Does that work? That's what I'm going to say you should do. You'd be like, cult of hockey is good. I love Bruce, but Better late than never with Bag Milk. That's not just his podcast. Yeah, he talks a lot. He talks for about an hour or so. But it's all about the feedback. It's all about the nation. It's all about the community that surrounds the website and this team as a whole. So that's why I like to give the platform. I like to take your feedback. I always ask questions. It's not just about me. It's not just about my beautiful dog, Frank. 
It's about all of us. We're all just fans here. And the thing is also that I would say just for myself, I'm not media. I'm just a fan. I am just a fan with a podcast studio that I've set up in my kitchen. Is that media? Nope. It's not. I can text media. I've got a bunch of their phone numbers, but I am not media. I'm just a fan, man. So my advice, find the people you like. There's plenty of amazing writers and content creators around this city, and that would just be what I do. Find the people you like. If there's somebody you don't, well, move on with your life. Rig Hand Distillery voicemail is brought to you by just those fine folks. Rig Hand Distillery. Go check them out at rickhanddistillery.com. I'm going to keep telling you about the tour and tasting coupon. I'm going to keep asking you to go, and I want to know when you go. Send me pictures. JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. I want to know when you go to Rig Hand. Got it? Sweeping the internet real quick. Uh, looks like the Flames just signed a Zadarov back, so that probably eases the sting of Gaudreau, no? Huh? Huh? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah! Uh, it's fun to make fun of Calgary, you know? As a lifelong Oilers fan, I've hated the Flames with a fiery passion my entire life, but even I don't think I hate them enough to leave $15 million on the table and sign with Columbus Blue Jackets. $15 million, I would have kept me in Calgary. That's why I'm so inspired what Johnny Gaudreau did. His hatred for Calgary must be so intense and burned so brightly within him that it caused him to go from a team that could have been good to one that is never good. And that's inspiring to me. My muse, my quarterback, Johnny Gaudreau. That's where I'm going to end it. I'm going to say, you made the smart choice. Not going to Columbus, that was a dumb choice. Believe in Calgary, ultimately. Sure, you could have been way richer had you stayed there, but you stuck to your principles and you went to a spot that is eight-hour drive away from your family. Uh, anyway, I want to thank, of course, the audio department for making all of this possible. And to you, the listener, please subscribe, please download, please tell your friends, and please keep leaving voicemails and messages. Please keep chiming in. This podcast is growing and it's doing very well, and it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. So I appreciate you. We'll keep doing emergency episodes as things come up over the off season, but if if they don't, I'll be right back here next week with a fresh episode of Better Late Than Never. Die, die. Why won't you kiss me?